Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's Welcome back. What's Welcome Happy back. New Year. Happy New Year. It's the Breaking Barriers podcast. I know, man. I missed y'all. Where y'all been hiding it? Inside with this weather. <laughs> man, listen. It almost swept me away today, for real, literally. I was trying. I was just trying to check my mail. <laughs> I went to my mailbox. I was almost back in my truck, and the piece of mail fell, and the water swept it away. So I'm running down the street trying to get the mail. The Yo. wind almost blew me. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I was completely drenched in two seconds. It was ridiculous. Man, listen. The rain last night when they dumped the buckets of water after they won a game, that's what it looked like when I got in my house. Like somebody had just dumped a whole bucket of water on me. Man, y'all see my fence. I'm like, really? It took the concrete wall up with it? Yeah, that's crazy, though. Oh, my God. That's extra crazy, though. What up, whoa? What up, whoa? Whoever over the the weather machine needs to turn it down. Yes, it's a bit much going on out here. Well, well, we are the Breaking Barriers podcast, and we are back. It's 2024, episode, I mean, season four of the Breaking Barriers podcast. We're back live in full effect. It's been so much going on in these internet streets <laughs> since we left in 2023. So uh, we got a lot to talk about today. For those of you who do not know who we are, I will introduce my co-hosts. I will start out with uh, Mr. Adrian Taylor himself, a.k.a. Mr. GC. A.k.a. Mr. Abundance in 2024. I know that's mm-hmm. right. Let's get it. And then yeah. we got my girl, oh, the cover girl, Jarena, a.k.a. Jarena Dream. A.k.a. Jarena finds out. Listen, she gonna, if you want to know something, she going to go find it for you. You hear me? <laughs> And then we have our host with the most. She always got the most going on, Miss Dee Dee, Miss AKA. The core queen. AKA. I'm here by the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> Drina, you got a tan for once? Shut up, Adrian. <laughs> Shut up, Adrian. She over there looking like my daughter, like a sugar cookie. Oh, <laughs> hey, but when they the color of a sugar cookie, that's when they done got a tan. You feel me? Oh, well. <laughs> Listen, we got some stuff to talk about, y'all. We're gonna start with our trending topics, one that I don't even want to talk about. The NFL mm. recap. Mm. I ain't even got my cup today. Okay, we'll come. We'll we'll save your peoples for last. Let's talk about James. <laughs> talk about James Winston and how he had everybody in an uproar because he scored a touchdown when they was in victory formation. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? So, so okay, yeah, Adrian, you tell it. You you tell it, Adrian, because you know better than me. <laughs> you know so, the lingo. You know the lingo better than well, I no, do. So apparently, you know, Williams, you know, they wanted to get him a touchdown because he ain't scored a touchdown. So apparently when they got in the huddle, they said, well, you know what? We're going to give you the ball. We're going to make an executive. Y'all, y'all with it? Y'all with it? Yep, we with it. So we're going to come up here like we in 
victory formation, but we're going to actually hand the ball off so he can get that touchdown. Because And the reason why you don't just line up regularly is because mm-hmm. the coach going to call a timeout. He going, hold on, what y'all doing? I, <laughs> what you doing? Victory formation, why y'all like y'all finna run a regular play? So to keep that, you know, under wraps and for them to be able to do it, they still stay in the formation, but they just hand the ball off, let him run in. So, you know, people <laughs> saying he wasn't a good, t- well, not people, but your boy Shannon. Shannon, so I heard him yeah, going off. He wasn't a, he wasn't, this is the reason why he not a starter. He, he don't care. You like, I mean, I get it. I agree with you a lot on it, Shannon, but for someone to give someone else a touchdown, that does say a lot about them, you know, if, if they yeah. want that person to score because they haven't scored all year, but they've been a workhorse and running as a quarterback. I can understand him, you know, and the team saying, man, we here like we you got us down here. Let's give you the ball so you can go on and finish the drive. But, right. you know, um, but Shannon was like, they need to fire him. He'd be right. off the team right now. I'm like, well, dang, I would have I would have jumped outside and we would have backed up five yards. So it wouldn't have been no way that you could do it. You like, bro, stop. But, and why like, would have did that? You would have been with it. Now right. so I'm trying to figure out why is Shannon is it is it is he mad because he went against the coach? I he's saying basically the way it seemed like he's saying is Bush League because they was in victory formation. Cause you know, everybody like it was 41-17. Like you, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't was 48 to 17. <laughs> What difference does that really make when you're already down 41-17? So. Well, you know the Saints fan hate the Falcons. So everybody down here, they hate the Falcons. They hate uh, Derek Carr, and they hate Dennis Allen. So they like, go Winston, go. <laughs> like, they don't care. They feel like um, Dennis Allen was a pussy for apologizing on behalf of the team to the Falcons coach. Oh, uh, they God. feel like he should have changed. They people like this is what people down, but you know, of course, and stuff like that. People just go over the top. They were like, he should have chin checked the coach for coming out there trying to say something to him. I'm like, really? You know, the coach wasn't gonna do that. Oh my but, goodness! Right. But I feel like was it? And again, I'm not really into sports like that. I'm like, mm. did it really make that much of a difference? Like, if they did this, they were on the one yard line. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, it was that was that was funny. Um, y'all seeing all the coaches that's getting fired as well, too. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. surprised about Vabral. Uh yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he would get fired. Um, I was shocked about that one. The other one's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, y'all knew y'all was getting fired, like <laughs> I'm saying like, like Arthur Smith, you knew you was, you knew you was. Oh out. my goodness! Yeah, you, Ooh, you. they've been they've been wanting his head on the chopping block. So you you knew, yeah, you knew he was up out of here. They just waiting. But um, I was surprised by him, Tennessee firing their coach. He'll he'll land somewhere. He'll be easy easy for him to land. Um, so I want to see what the Raiders gonna do if they gonna give. Antonio Pierce a chance or I I don't see it. You know, I know they, they calling for it. If they do, I feel like it's going to be like with stipulations. Right. 
I don't think, you know, they're not going to sign him to no four to five year deal like no. they typically sign coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but we'll see. He might, he might, they might say, you know what, man, it's the new league, man. Like these younger, enthusiastic coaches are the ones that's winning. We got to get, get away from this old tradition that we typically have. So yeah. I hope they give him a shot. Um, I hope they fire the whole Eagles staff. Yeah. <laughs> I, so you, you do know, all right. So we here now. You brought it back. So Everybody. you know, this is the first time in NFL history a team that started off ten and one didn't win twelve games. Mm-hmm. Um, first time in NFL history they literally collapsed in front of our faces. So, mm-hmm. so I, I feel your pain, and I know you you should be extremely upset because the last three games, ain't <laughs> no way. The Cardinals, then the Giants again. Ain't no way. And you get blown out by the Cardinals and the Giants. It's just, it's terrible. It just, it, it's, and it's literally, oh, uh, what's his name? His last name is Ocho, Acho, A C H O, Acho. Oh, oh uh, yeah, he actually went play by play and broke down every single play on the defense to show how horrible. The defensive play calling is and how simple it is to fix it. But that's just how bad the defensive coordinator is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how, especially with the same front, right? You know, on the back end, a couple of different right. guys, but with the same front, I'm trying to figure out how do you not get any pressure? You went from what was it, 76 sacks last year to like 35, somewhere in there, give or take half. You went half where you was pressuring the quarterback all day long last year. Mm-hmm. This year, the same guys up front, even, you know, you, you better this year. You got potentially the rookie of the year on the front line as well, too. You got ready. What ready have 13 sacks somewhere in there? 14. Yeah. Um, it's so, so bad. It's just so bad. <laughs> and it's like every week it's like, what? How, how do we keep getting here? What, what is <laughs> What is this? I don't so bad. I mean, I, I, I mean, of course, well, we we said the last three games was going to be pickums. So you want to say this Tampa game going to be a pickum this weekend, right? But I'm over it. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't say the Tampa it. game will pick them no more. Just you know? forfeit the playoffs. You should. They don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. Um. So I have a question. Going back before this, because we've been out for a minute. What is what is the deal with Russell Wilson and the Broncos? Like, why are they upset with him? Uh, what do they want him to do? Take a pay cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, sir. I'm with Russ. Nope. Hell to the no. Fuck y'all. Even so, on a contract they already signed and want him to take a pay cut. Yeah. But like, why? Why would somebody do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. So, so apparently, what what around and I, I'm glad Russell did speak about it. So this was way back, like around week five or so. They basically asked him to take a pay cut. I think after that, they they ended up going on like a a four game winning streak still. So they were still like in it, and um, you know, they like yeah, nah, we can't. So it's because it's a little bit of both, right? You want him to take a pay cut. You know you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So it's like, we can't let you finish out this this league and somehow we make it into the playoffs. 
right because then now it's like dang how are we gonna keep asking for a pay cut that you know so it's like how can we ask for a pay cut and if you do possibly get hurt then we stuck with this money so it's like a lose-lose situation because you're not gonna win the super bowl this year and then there's that possibility that he might get hurt so it's like you know what we just gonna bench you i don't care because russell been playing solid this year um last year i could see it but this year he actually been solid so they just uh but yeah it came out they wanted him to take a pay cut he like nah, i ain't taking no pay cut <laughs> so you know i think they they gonna look at evaluate the money that he you know owed guaranteed because if he continues on his contract so this next year isn't the issue i think it's like they owe him 30 something million but then the following year he would get like another 39 million on top of his salary which is like 45 million you know somewhere in there so it, it was going to be crazy that how much money they was going to have to pay him mm. if he didn't take that pay cut cuz he like nah I ain't taking no pay cut yeah nah we good New hell to the no <laughs> Well, what do y'all think about these folks? They done trolled these people to death, to death, uh, to death about this baby. And now they revealed that they actually had a baby boy. Halle Bailey and DDG finally revealed that they had a baby boy named Halo. That girl said, y'all gonna stay out of my business. Let me mind my business and y'all mind y'all. Like yo, she literally hid that pregnancy until she was about seven months pregnant. Like nobody knew uh, until she was about seven months pregnant. Yeah, that she was pregnant. Yeah. Oh yeah, they. I mean, every time, anytime she went out pounds, whatever, any picture they can get of her facing forward or sideways, they were gonna post it, like trying to see what she that body was doing. Like clearly, she don't want y'all to know. Right. Media really has a really big obsession with entitlement. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But it's kind of like damned if you do, do damned if you don't, because you have they want to know every aspect of certain things. Because then on the other hand, you get people like Blueface and Krishan, and when you get overload, like you get to know every single thing. And it's Ooh. like, so I think they just they don't know what they want, but that girl wouldn't let y'all know about that baby. I miss them days of not knowing <clears throat> the details, the everyday life details. I think yeah. that's what makes the weekend kind of the weekend. You know, he's kind of one of the last people, uh, and, and I'm saying of new age, you know, because you got you got uh -huh. people like Sade that's still here. You know, Prince, he wasn't really about yeah. that life either. But um, like new age, he the only one, he I don't even know if I've seen him do an interview. Uh -uh. If he he did, <clears throat> and then you got others that, you know, pick and choose yeah. when they do interviews. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to know your personal life like that. Uh, that, that was what made celebrities celebrities back in the day. Right. Yeah. They were literally untouchable. And now it's like, what? <laughs> and now you can't even just appreciate them for their artistry. It's like right. now we don't know everything. Right. Yeah. I don't want to know. You can't appreciate their artistry. And that's what it was really about. You know, of course, we see like it was some crazy stuff going on, right? But um we can't appreciate we couldn't appreciate their artistry. Well, we can't anymore. Just that. Like, yo, entertain me. 
pay for this CD or these streams and you know, I just want to be entertained. That's it. Yeah. I don't That's what made like those biopics or documentaries and stuff like that so much more interesting because we didn't know anything. Nothing. We yeah. guessed some stuff, but we ain't. So then we glued in. We like, oh shit, that's what was happening. Now shit, it play out every day. We can we just see yeah. it right now. I mean, we can watch it on um, Love and Hip Hop and all that. <laughs> I think that's one thing. Like one, like one part of the praise of Beyonce is because they know, like, if they if she put something out, because they're not going to get no words, no other way. Like unless it's something that she's gonna make money off of. She not gonna tell y'all nothing. Like when she made that Beyonce album, and that was what was so fascinating to me, because like um, she had re received some award, and you would see this is before the allegation, before they confirm about the cheating allegation. <clears throat> People like the body language between the two of them, you could tell it's off. And I'm like, this girl made a whole album and video in the city of New Orleans, and nobody knew about it. Y'all don't know what's going on in her house. <laughs> like this is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's the well, this new age stuff. Oh lord, I, I it's so much stuff I don't want to know. I'm like, I did I didn't need to know this. How how we get here? Right, you're yeah. like <laughs> all right, I guess. Okay. And I kind of feel like they were cardi and offset. Like, I don't want to know. I, I ain't want to know all of that. I don't no. I hate that for y'all, but this this should not have to be so public. I mean, they're regular hate, people at the end of the day. Yeah, and I hate for them that people talk about them as if they're not married. Yeah. I'm like, you're talking about they broke up. They married. Yeah. They right. really talk about them like they're a couple that's boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> they going through it. Like, they going through it for a second. And then what they do, right back together, you know, like, we just, once again, we just see it publicly play out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we look at Bobby Brown and Whitney, like, oh my goodness. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like they're the new age, they just not as out there, you know what I'm saying? That's that's but that's kind of like the new age, you know, the break up, get back together, you hear this, you hear that, like, but at the end of the day, they hold their hands, right? Right, <laughs> you know, hey, let them yeah. people live, stop getting emotionally involved in something that don't concern you, you especially when you're doing the same thing. Right. People doing the same thing that they ridiculing other people for doing. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for that girl. I wouldn't do that. That's right. like you are, you, you're doing it, ma'am. <laughs> you let that man drop you off at work every day. <laughs> right. You like <laughs> you, you you got pregnant and we ain't never seen a picture of your baby daddy or you ever in a relationship. Like you won't even show him. Your, right. your child is three and you still single and we still ain't never seen a picture of oh, your baby daddy. Never. Ain't seen no man. <laughs> Have a seat, ladies. Have a seat. Yeah, I'm like, I'm but social media, they really think they entitled to your business. They done harassed that poor little girl into like, <laughs> it was so bad that I think right after she had the baby or whatever, her and the boy, her and DDG was sitting at the table they was talking about something and they was live or something and she yeah. got up to go do something. They was like, oh, that's how that, oh, we know she just had a baby. That's how you stand up after you have a baby. Girl. Hey, man. Damn. People want to know, Didi. I'm trying to tell you. People ain't letting you, they want to know. You hear me? They want to know, no, no, no. Don't no. I know. Don't I know. <laughs> Golly. I did an interview and my, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was all it was a bananas. I'm like, what? 
I do interviews like this every week. What are we talking about? It's insane. All right, so I did not watch this. Did y'all did it air yet? The Jonathan Majors interview? Only clips. Clip. Yeah, I only seen clips. So if, if it's aired actually, I ain't seen it. Yeah, I think Friday the full thing airs like an ABC 2020 type thing. Oh, okay. okay. So it did air. I ain't okay. watching that shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just I'm just keep hearing the clips about him constantly saying how oh. he's obsessed with Corona Scott King. Like I don't Leave that lady alone. Why is that? Can you just Describe what kind of woman you are. Why do you have to attach a name to it? Hey man, he just did. Coretta Scott. <laughs> and how you gonna have a white woman and think that that's how she's gonna be, sir? Like this, this is bananas. Oh, that she even knows what you're talking about. What are you talking about when you say that? Right. Do uh, she even know who Coretta Scott King is? <laughs> Not even a little bit, Didi. Not even a little bit. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But now he's saying Megan Good has been his Coretta. Mm. Amen. He was there. Like, she apparently at some point comes on camera. And oh, really? Got that, yeah. Let's uh, over mm. under a year. Over under a year. They gonna make it? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My cousin asked me that today. I was like, I don't know. I was like, they look happy. She was like, she looked happy with that other man. I was like, well, you're right. <laughs> I think it also depends on how quickly he bounces back. Because it's one thing to start dating Jonathan Majors, the movie star. It's another thing to be dating Jonathan Majors, just Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Because, and then also, because Jonathan Majors has to come to terms with just being Jonathan Majors too. I mean, he gonna he he's an incredible actor. I give him that. So he's he's gonna bounce back now. It's gonna be tough because he was he was like on his way to being the next Denzel. Um, you know, with the roles that he was getting, and then the Marvel movies he was getting, like he was he was on his way. So he done took a hit because I mean, you know, the Marvel thing, quote unquote, is over with. So <clears throat> over misdemeanors, which is weird for me. Mis misdemeanors. Like he not even gonna do no jail time. Nothing. And he done. Like they don't want him to do it. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror. I, I actually liked the movie. Um when he was in the uh the wasp with um Ant Man and the Wasp. And uh, yeah, the movies he was in, he was actually good. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I, hopefully, you know, I, all it's gonna take is is that that role where it's gonna be low budgeted, but it's gonna be critically acclaimed. Yeah. And then you know wins awards. <laughs> That's all it takes. Then you back. But it's just hard for people to separate um, when they say assault and domestic violence. And misdemeanor and felony, it's just kind of hard when you just have that tag on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, just keep your head up, boy. Yeah. <sighs> lay low. Never mind. <laughs> you better lay low. <laughs> 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 
Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Recipes getting all right, y'all. We're gonna move into our icebreakers. Um, what are you leaving in 2023? Um them kids. No, let me stop. <laughs> well, hold up, making babies. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> Guessing. I'm not trying to figure out shit with anybody. I'm not guessing. Mm. Like if it does, if it's not clear. Next, like I'm not. Who you want to go out to? Okay, let's go. We going. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Um, so for me, one thing that I, I said I was leaving, and it's funny because I think, um, I don't know if you posted it or Darnell posted it and you commented on it, but just being um, just being intentional, right? Being in spaces that I'm welcomed in, being in spaces uh, that, uh. you know, I'm invited in. You know, a lot of people network, right? But you network aimlessly. It's not, you know, a conscious network going where you you celebrate it going where people you know yeah welcome you i'm not i'm not just going crazy places and then also um i'm leaving worthless friendships like uh. you know friendships that do not add value to your life hold up what do you say i'm sorry okay Okay. <laughs> Is that little Adrian or Adriel? Adrian. <laughs> they want to say hey. Show hey, you face. Adrian. <laughs> you you like, right. How you acting like your brother? That's what your brother do. Say hey. <laughs> say like, hey. Nah. Yeah, I like that one. Worthless friendships. I'm, I'm kind of over that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know about y'all, but having friendships with having friends that we don't even know what each other do. Like, we don't even know what each other's side hustles are. Nothing. Like, we're not supporting each other. Uh, nothing. Like, so it's like, are we really friends? Like, because when I see others... They supporting each other. They know what each other do because they know who to call when they need some, who they need to talk to and build with. So I'm no longer entertaining, you know, these friendships where the only thing we talk about is sports. Um, uh, you know, yeah, man. And, and worthless trivia. Like, nah, we talking stocks. We talking ooh. drugs. We talking about growing together. Like, I, I want to circle that. We talking growing. Like, I just can't have friendships that Anytime we talk, we just talk sports. So I'm leaving that in 2023. So I'm gonna have to clip that. <laughs> uh uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's mine would be, mine would be Didi said hers is guessing, mine would be ignoring. So like mm -hmm. seeing it and knowing it, but like still just keeping wow. on keeping that connection. Mm. <clears throat> so, the yeah. red flag, even though it's hitting you in the face, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> mm. uh -huh. 
Debbie said I got one more that I learned in therapy. And uh, it's from a book. I forgot the name of the book. I should know the name of the book. But being impeccable with my word to myself. Mm, I like that. To I like myself. That. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're not, we not cutting no more corners. We're not... Uh... <laughs> Debbie said pregnancy. Thanks to <laughs> me. Thanks you know to what? me. I ain't dealing with y'all too today. Thanks to me. I want to see a thank you in the chat. I know Not that's a thank right. You. Yeah, a thank you in the chat. You are crazy. No more giving the benefit of the doubt. You come correct or you get the hell on. I thought you was going to say no more giving something else, but because what was. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm a born again. What are you talking about? Like, um, <laughs> all right, so the last icebreaker is going to, um, wait a minute, Debbie said we sure would have had another, like, I'm 25 or something. <laughs> Hold yourself yep, absolutely. To my word, it's all on me. Um, so this next one is going to be a setup for our first main topic. So for we've had this topic before, actually, um, a few months ago. Uh, so I just want to run it back. There you go, Erica. Anyone willing to pour into you? Mm -mm, ain't no pouring into them. They got to go. So I want to know who is on your Mount Rushmore of comedians. Stand up, right? Stand-up comedians, not actors. Stand-up comedians. I want to see if I can find my um last list when we did mm. it. Do I have it? I don't think so. <clears throat> no, but it definitely was a main topic on, what date was this? November 1st, 2022. Mm. That's when we did this topic. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yep. November 1st, 2022, we asked this question. And how, how my, how things have evolved. <laughs> because, you know, I think back then somebody, they were beefing. These comedian dudes stay beefing with, with each other. Wow, <laughs> they stay beefing. Let me, let me write mine down right quick. Okay. Mount Rushmore, so your top four. It don't have to be in order, just your four. And these, mine's are, well, I'm going on people I actually seen in person, too. Well, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, because I got to add somebody I haven't seen in person. Um... I feel like there's always going to be the people that are supposed to be up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like with hip hop, like, you know, people going to say Tupac and Biggie, like, they're going to have those people on there. Are you crazy? Uh -uh, mine's probably not. I don't know. It might. It might. All right. I'm ready. What y'all got? <clears throat> <laughs> I 
mine is pretty easy. So, how you got Adrian? So, and I guess we can we can tell our list and then kind of get into the whys afterwards. Because okay. I okay. think that that'll be a great conversation segue as to why you know you okay. picked it. But mine pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Um, in in no particular order, uh-huh. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Dave Chappelle. Um, okay. My honorable mentions are George Carlin, uh, Flip Wilson, Red Fox, Bill Cosby. And it's hard for me to really put them in because, I mean, I didn't grow up watching them, right? Um, right. So it's kind of hard, you know, because you, you kind of got onto them as you were older and really able to now go back and kind of look at, you know, uh-huh. uh, videos and, and their specials and stuff like that. So. Right. Um, but they they extremely funny. <laughs> they kind of and I wanted to make sure that I said their names, too, because I feel like they kind of, um, you know, with the trailblazers, especially for the 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 comedic style that we have kind of today. Um, uh-huh. You can throw Sammy Davis in there a little bit, too. Um, but, yeah, those mine. <laughs> Who you like, Drina? My Mount Rushmore, because, again, People like Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, like all of them, of course, set the standard <coughs> of what the people are doing now. Um, my Mount Rushmore, Martin Lawrence, because I feel like, okay, we're going we gonna to get into it later. Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, Cat Williams, and Lavelle Crawford. Okay. My Mount Rushmore is Cat Williams. Martin Lawrence, Patrice O'Neill, and Paul Mooney. And my honorable mentions are Eddie Griffin and some more. I couldn't put Paul Mooney in there because, well, first off, he's a genius, right? So let's let's not skip because, I mean, he actually helped Richard Pryor write most of his material. So Mm -hmm. let's, let's be clear. But the reason why he's not on mine is because you said stand up. And so I just don't feel like he has that presence. It's it's to me when he's 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 doing his 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 bits it's like that awkward kid that is extremely funny but it's it's like but you don't have that that presence. I think um, he does that on in. purpose and I think that's why I you like it. He did that on purpose. Okay. Yes. Right. He does it to make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I love it. Okay. It just, you know what I'm saying? But I see people do it, but he is he it's just not that. But he's he's definitely great. So I, I really, really, really like him. Um, because I, I feel like if we had like our Mount Rushmore's of writers, he would definitely be on my Mount Rushmore of writers. So um, but uh so let me let me explain to y'all why I picked the four that I picked. So when I look at comedians, right. I feel like these comedians did something different and 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 better than the the other guys, right? So when I look at Cat Williams, the reason why he can't make my list is because Cat Williams is like R. Kelly. He's a genius, but he's great in his lane, right? 
I don't know how funny he is. We know he's a genius, but I don't know how funny he is, right? I know how funny Eddie is because Eddie's had to evolve. Eddie is just not funny to us. Eddie is funny to everybody. So the people that's on my list are funny to everybody. They had to make a transition to be funny to everybody because they got that big, right? Um, and so that's the reason why. And <laughs> even if they transition, they still maintain their funny. Some people make that transition and they funny isn't as funny. My guy, I like him, but Ken Hart, um, I feel like he's, he, he has to like, he finds his footing to where it's funny sometimes, but then you like, I know they love you, right? But it's kind of like, do we love Kevin you? Kevin Hart is not funny. Do, I we talking like, about stand-up. We just talking about stand-up. Right. That's, That's what it. I'm saying. I feel Kevin like Hart he, wasn't on your list though, was he? No. Oh, I thought you were telling us why your list was funny or why the people you liked on your list. What I'm, what I'm saying is, well, my whole point was I feel like Kevin Hart hasn't made that transition to where he's able to keep both sides of his funny. That's why I just, and that's why he, he can't make my list. It's because funny. now he's funny over there. You see what I'm saying? Well, he's just in movies now. <laughs> it's not funny. He has stand-up specials too. And they're not funny. I don't really, I never really thought, of course, like, I think I've seen one or two. And after the second one, I was like, okay, I don't need to see another stand up. And I'm from Philly. So if I'm saying it, I'm like, he got a couple that's, that's funny. He got a couple, but as many as he has, right. Which is what about seven. I want to say that he has probably like three or four are like, okay. Yeah. Those were hits. Um, but yeah, you 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 throwing people out there like yeah, he's he's yeah, solid. Tracy, Trace, I don't like. I I think Trace, I Tracy Morgan irks me. You can only take I, so I much of Tracy Morgan. Yeah, I can't deal with Tracy Morgan. He he <laughs> aggravates me. But yeah, um, so those are those are the reason why they on my Mount Rushmore because you put them in any situation, they gonna be funny to any and everybody. They 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 were able to do it on a big scale, big level, super funny. Um, I think for my list, my list as far as stand up is people who have like had me in tears crying. Martin Lawrence, you so crazy, is still one of the funniest stand up comedy hours you ever gonna see. Um, I mean, and there's so many portions of it that you are still relevant to this day. Cat Williams, I saw him in person, and like the next day, my face hurt from laughing so hard. Um, I think that was the pimp. I saw him the Pimp Chronicles, and the mm. one right before that, it was like um, in the 2008 election year. Because I remember he was in Mississippi, so white folks was getting up and walking up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lavelle Crawford is hilarious to me. Um, Mm -hmm. The comedy jam to his stand up and everything. Um, I feel like I, I used to be so excited to watch a Chris Rock stand up, like oh. um bigger and blacker, like all of those that won't that was killer. I seen that in person. Five. Yeah. Five. Um and like Eddie Murphy, I think of course everybody that led up to him, because he talks about how all the older comedians like pulled him to the side and told him what to say, what not to say. 
but he was like the first one to be like a rock star, like with the red leather suits. Like he was just like, I think he was the first one that was like a brand while everybody else was just, you know, a comedian. They were great at what they did and they did movies, but they didn't have the star power that Eddie Murphy did. Right. Yeah. For me, um, I picked Paul Mooney specifically because I love comedians that offend people. And he offends people on regular. So I love it. It cracks me up, makes people uncomfortable. And he does it in a way that is genius because it's writing is impeccable. So I love him for that. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, he's just a storyteller. His his jokes just flow. And when he get up on that stage, and he, well, when he did, rest in peace, he I thought he was just amazing. I love mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence. The first time I saw him in person, I was in awe. I was just like, yo, this dude still got it. He is a genius. His transitions are crazy. He is he just got it. Martin Lawrence is just a freaking class act. His talent is is just natural. He just got it, and I like him. Cat Williams. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as I've ever laughed at a Cat Williams comedy show. Like no other comedian has ever made me laugh like Cat Williams makes me laugh. He is so ignorant, and the stuff he come up with is just like what? <laughs> it blows your mind every single time. I've seen him several times. And I'm never, ever, ever disappointed. And every time I've seen him, I come out with some shit that I'm probably going to repeat from here on out. It's going to be something we use. It's going to be an ism, some kind of way. Cat be dropping shit. I love it. I love this it. This last one kind of disappointed me, but that was just me. I don't think I'll watch his last one. But whenever, so I know we're going to get into it, but when he mentioned in that um, interview that the people he bring on tour with him are funnier than him. The people, the acts he bring out, they be funny as hell. Like when I, the first time I saw him, he brought Leslie Jones with him. He had oh, yeah. two other people with him, and I'm like, they he, even they had you on the floor. <laughs> like it was crazy. You have Red Grant, right? Typically, mm-hmm. he brings Red Grant with him. He usually hosts his shows. Linnell used to tour with him. Linnell used she, to tour with him. Mark Curry is currently touring with him. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, Red Grant, Mark Curry, and somebody else is be torn. You know, consistent. Like I'm saying right now, but like you said, I mean, it's it's been a lot of people. To me, my favorite one of all time by him is Pimp Chronicles. I I seen that live, and um, I I about died in there. He he him, Lavelle Crawford, like. I, I almost couldn't make it up out of there because I, I just couldn't breathe. Like I, I was laughing so much. Have y'all laughed so much that you just like this this yeah. your side right here? Just mm-hmm. like Jesus, stop, please. Like I can't, I can't take no more. Oh, those were the two shows that I was like, yo, I'm gonna have to leave. They, yeah, Melanie Camacho. Um, yeah, yeah I, I can't I can't take it. Um, but yeah, so. My jaw hurt like the morning at like seeing after seeing cat like my jaw hurt from laughing so mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, well, we might as well go ahead and get into it since you know <clears throat> interview of the century. I ain't gonna say the decade no more. The century, um, I believe it's over thirty five million views at this point, something like that on Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams. He shook up the entire world, not just the internet, the world. He got everybody ruffled and razzled and in the frenzy and folks mad and tussling in comments and arguing with each other and want to see receipts. And they upset. He lying. He this, he that. Cat came on Club Shay Shay, dropped some bombs, walked off. 
and went on about his day. <laughs> so what did y'all think about the interview? <laughs> I, I feel like had it been dropped this week, it would have been like quadruple what it is now because all the radio hosts, like everybody was still on break, just like we were. Everybody was still on break, breakfast club, because it would have been the hot topic. Of course, they talked about it on Ricky Smiley, like he talked about it, but they really didn't get to, you know, hone in on it because, you know, a week has passed. But man, well, no, that's not why the breakfast club didn't hone in on it. Why the breakfast club didn't hone in on it because Charlemagne is cool with most of the people that he was talking about. Mm. So he wasn't going to harp on it. I didn't listen Monday. Did he talk about it on Monday? They, they I mean, they mentioned it, but it wasn't like, it. yeah. The same way he didn't really mention DJ Envy possibly going to jail. Kind of same. Oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was just crazy. It was, it's kind of like he gave Shannon Sharp a gift. He just, like, he just yeah. landed it because he came right in. And I mean, he didn't even wait for him to ask him a question. He just went right in like, <laughs> for people to come here and talk and not let me talk my shit. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and so, okay, you, you're asking us right now, we're talking about what we thought. Like, I saw, I seen someone that's a sniper, a straight sniper with it, right? He done went, he went, he done watched. Okay, said, you said, what? Okay, uh -huh. Steve, you was on here. You said what? Okay, Ricky, what you say? Uh -huh. I got all y'all, right? Uh -huh. And he came in, bow, 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 just shot him yeah. off. Like, yeah, yeah, eat this, eat this, eat this. Yeah. And it's just like, <clears throat> dang, bro, like you said, you yeah, you catch you catch it. Luda, you catch these strays. Like he had it out for everybody. Everybody <laughs> was gonna get hit. He even hit some people that he respected. You know, he gave them they earthquake, right? Earthquake. He's super funny. But that boy is illiterate. That boy can't read. You know, uh, that's why he ain't a superstar right now. You no, know, he just said that's why he ain't getting no movie roles. They, he couldn't read. They found that out in the right. Well, I, 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 you know, I, I did like he did. I put some sauce on it, but uh, you know, uh <laughs> but it was it was it was just so calculated, and he was just ready and he came in. And he did that. Like Hold on. DJ, I don't want to put no false information. I didn't say he went to DJ Envy went to jail. I said when the rumors were out that he was going to go to jail because he was attached to the guy that was scamming people with the mortgage stuff. <laughs> so, so yeah. No, nah, he's not in jail. He's 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 out. <laughs> but um it was just hilarious and the punchlines was impeccable. It was like, yeah. I don't know too many people that are honestly tell you that they're going to watch a two hour and almost 50 minute <laughs> interview. Right? Well, people are like, yo, I'm I'm watching the whole thing, you know, yeah. and, and they watching the clips. Like we talked about it, like some of them one liners in there just themselves just had you falling out. Like what? And he, I had to watch it twice because. I don't like when people misquote stuff to fit their narrative. I'm like, because that ain't what he said. And they'd be like, oh, no, because he said, no, that ain't what he said. Go watch it again. But I got to remember that just like people's reading and comprehension ain't the same, everybody's listening and comprehension ain't the same either. So you got to get Listen. folks. Um, Talking about one-liners, when that man said, because Pub Daddy liked the party, and you got to tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and you know, I just really wanted to get out there that people have to stop acting like, because I heard a lot of men saying, oh, he just tearing brothers down. This, this, that's some whole shit. He wasn't tearing anybody. He was responding to everybody that has sat around. And those men are a collective. They run together. And they all have been teaming up on him for years, actually, and saying stuff about him. And he never said anything back. He just let them assassinate his character over and over and over again. And he never responded. And so they were like, well, he was talking about people's wives. He was talking about this and yeah. that. And Well, this man apparently has adopted seven children. Y'all have said over and over again that this man smoked crack. He snort cocaine. Do you know how much in jeopardy that would have gotten him if he's adopting children? Like, y'all just go out and say stuff and with no proof, too. So, listen. So, so we got proof that these all got, all these wives look the same. But I'm just, okay. I, so, watching um, <laughs> yeah, the, the one liners was so funny to me and killer. But, um, you know, going back because I did watch when Ricky was on there, I, I watched it, you know what I mean? And, and I remember the whole bit about, you know, him talking about him supposed to you know, be money Mike. And, you know, no, but people didn't know that. And um, of course, you know, pretty sure just like, y'all, you look like, I could not have seen you playing that <laughs> like, at all. And, and, but, you know, he could have, it, it could have been true, right? He could have been originally casted for it, or he thought that possibly, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning for money Mike, right? But just like Q said, like, man, when I seen Cat Williams, it, it was his, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what. And what I really feel like is that what it seemed like is that Ricky Smiley was a little bit bitter. That he was put in the role of the Santa Claus and not able to really play the a part that Money Mike, they, I mean, that was a transcending role, um, you know, in that movie. Like, he, he stole the show. Like, in yeah. that in that in that movie, like he stole the show because he had a bunch of one-liners in there, and it was funny, right? So I think that Ricky seeing that and also ultimately knowing that, I, I feel yeah. like he was bitter. And and of course, kind of talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And like cat, like cat ain't never said that over the years that oh yeah, Ricky auditioned for the role, or you know, but he Ricky, never knew that. And then he just kind of brought that said, up. But Ricky said on the show that he got the role and they filmed it in four days. That's what he said on Shannon Sharp show. He came back and rebutted it on his radio show and said okay. he auditioned for it. On wow. Shannon Sharp show, he actually said he got the role and shot it in four days. Well, because also Cube said he auditioned for it, but Cat yeah. Williams when he saw that, yeah, right? Cat so Williams told the story the right way. Cube he he said that what Cat said was true. Right. Yes, he auditioned for it, but Cat ultimately got the role. Cat came on and called Ricky out and said, you never got this role. Why are you lying? That was my role from the beginning. Ricky okay. originally said that he got the role and they shot the role in four days. Like he was Money Mike. That's why Cat was like, you're lying. You never got the role. You only auditioned for it. I missed that part. Yeah, Ricky was on <laughs> well, I missed Ricky saying it. And I guess because maybe I missed it because also, like you said, on his show, he I guess he rebutted it. Yeah, because that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to he was trying to control the narrative. When he when after Cat mm. Williams went on, then Ricky Smiley came on the show the next day and was like, he had his agent come on and say, Yeah, you auditioned for the role. Okay. No, 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 yeah, no. That ain't what you said on Shannon Sharp show. You said you got the role and y'all shot it in four days. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, William Man. came on the show and said, "Nigga, you did not. You just auditioned. Yeah. If you auditioned for it, I don't know nothing about that because I know you didn't get the role because I got it. And there's no way you auditioned for it because it was I was I was auditioned two hundred and one. Your ass didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Smiley completely upright just lied on Shannon Sharp show. Mm. But I think everything it was so many elements that made it so great. Him giving us all that information that we did not know. <laughs> the way he delivered it, he delivered it so calmly, but it was so damn funny. And he oh. he meant everything. Talking about standing on business, that's what he went on there and did. <laughs> that's what he went on there and did. And, and that's how you see like, somebody telling the truth, though. Like he literally yeah. was rattling it off. Like this is this is what happened, right? I want to know what I want to know is how much did they have to cut? Did they cut anything down? Because you know, with stuff like that, of course, they have to edit it. I wonder how much did they cut off? He said they didn't. Yeah, I don't think they cut anything. That's why I was so long. He said because so you know, Shannon talked about it. He was like, you know, his team, it was like, who you gonna break the internet with this one? And he's like, he didn't really, he knew it would do good, but he he was like, I didn't know. It would do what he did because he was saying, I think to this to this day, I think he said Steve Harvey was his biggest interview, I think at 11 million. And then I think like Prime was at six, you know, Ocho was around six million. You know, he had a couple that was, you know, pretty, pretty hot. But mm-hmm. they was like, yeah, nah, this one, this, this, that one, this, 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 that breakout one right here. Like, yeah, you think so? Like, yeah, he's like, well, all right, then I'm going to uh, do what I do to, you know promoted and tell him we finna break the internet with this one and everything else but he was like man his team during that interview was quiet like yo (laughs) you don't know what you got right here like it's your breakout moment um so yeah he talked about it it's like and and the cat said it he like man you might get Oprah after this one you gonna get Oprah period that man (laughs) know his power and um when he's a wait a minute Y'all have to talk about the one-liner of the century to me. And I think everybody's going to use it. I used it today. Fat Faison love is everything. Oh, my God. You are a lie. You are fat Faison lie. You got to say it again, Dee Dee. Fat Faison lie. And he deserved everything. That dude right there is the biggest hater I've ever seen in my life. His interviews be, all he do is hate on everybody. Mine, mm-hmm. y'all know what mine was. I can't even say it right, so I ain't gonna even say it. But what the you, have an unnatural... you have an un- unnatural, unnatural ability to hang around losers, you uh, have an unnatural allegiance to allegiance, losers. and that's not like you, and that's, that's not, not like you. <laughs> that's Didi. Do you know what when someone say that to you? Like, that's gotta be that's like a gut check to me, like, like that's like baby. You better. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know what, he's right. what are you doing right now? <laughs> what are you doing? Get your life. Like you better than this. What are you doing? And I also want to. I also want to call out something else about black people in particular, when it comes to black men or women. But I'm going to stick to men right now. Um, having an overinflated, um, I guess, consciousness about education or being smart. Or, or being a genius. For some reason, anything that somebody can't do, they, it seems impossible to them or they're lying. 
So I just wanted to say that my when he said that he read 3,000 books a year between the ages of 8 and 12, I don't think that that's impossible. Did, if you break it down. People thought that he said in a year, and I think that's what was screwing people over because they thought he said in a year. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I could 3,000 books a year from 8 to 12. That's eight books a day. That does not mean these are 500 word book. I mean, page books that don't mean it's 3,000 page, but you can read a 10 page book. You can read yeah. a book and not read all the pages. Scholars are taught to read books in a way that you don't have to read the whole book to gain the knowledge. You don't have to read a book from cover to cover for it to be read completely to understand what's in the book. Right. And I'm but saying I mean, this, it's, it's different size books. Yeah. And like, I'm saying this because my god sister is a genius. She literally learned how to read fluently at three years old. She taught herself how to read it. She graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in Ivy League school at the age of 17. So for people to think that kids don't like shit like this don't happen, it actually happens. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. Like if he would have said he would he had a learning disability, nobody would have batted an eye. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I think you know people I mean? understand. Like, yeah, that's why I said, like, I mean, I think because one, people go to like, so he read all these books and he read, you know, two, three hundred page books. I think people automatically go to to the extreme, right? Where no, you might have read a couple 200 page books, but then you might have read a couple 20, 25 page books. Let's be clear. How many of those that you can read in a day? I mean, I remember what was that book it what we call had where you used to get the pizza, yeah. the personal yeah. pan pizza, book you know, it. by reading so many books a week, right? Like we wasn't reading that was all the way you would get pizza. He's right. Eight, he's not, not reading, reading novels. novels. He's reading. Bro, small you can books. read the Cat in the Hat and the different versions. You can read like five, six, seven, eight of them in an hour. Like <laughs> Adrian, that was the only way you was getting Pizza Hut. You gotta get one. You gotta get one of these certificates, right? Because hey, wasn't nobody mama going buy no pizza? Nope. <laughs> I was. Hey, I was one of them that was show getting it, and my mama was Listen. going right up there on Forty Nine. Taking me to Pizza Hut when Pizza Hut used to be right up there on 49. Right. And getting my little personal pan piece from I started uh, reading. I started reading before kindergarten, but like I remember once I got in the third grade, like just having the freedom to choose a book and read what I wanted to read. Like my favorite book in the third grade was The Diary of Anne Frank. I, I probably read that book 15 times in the third grade. <laughs> and yeah, like y'all are saying, there's nothing. And you got to think about it. Those times back then, you didn't have no TV. You didn't have no internet. You didn't have nothing to do. So you nothing. could either read or like go ride a bike or go outside. Yeah. <laughs> My sister like, used to read books like that. She used to read books yeah. back to back to back all day long, just reading books. Yeah. And we read at school too. Like we would have, we had, you know, reading time where we were able to, yeah. you know, read. Because that's when we was also able to, you know, get, get, get caught up on them buckets. You know, to, yeah. to, to get them, them certificates to get that pizza. So right. when I had that time, I would read. So you know what I mean? Like we people automatically, like I said, go to novels and freaking two, three hundred page books. You know what I'm saying? I I typically read the novel types, right? Four to five books a month, and we talking about those two, three, you know, hundred page books. Right. And, and you got I, a whole family job right. and all. <laughs> You got a full life out here in these streets, right? So, yeah. That's why I'm like, people that's just, 
I was saying people that were thinking that he was lying just don't like him. Yeah. That's I mean, that's all. They just don't like him. So no, I think it's probably they they probably don't like him, but I think people also <laughs> they don't know how to they don't read like that. And they don't know how to read. They don't know how to read. It's a large majority. I had no problem of reading in class, homie. Me yeah, because I can read good. I went to church and they made us read in front of the church. So yo, <laughs> we had to read twenty two every Sunday, yep. so that was part of it. And we had to read out loud every yep. Sunday, and you had to explain what it is you was reading too. So, so then when you went to school, it was easy work. That that yeah. I really think that's what hinders people from not understanding how to read because of the comprehension part. Because right now in school, they teach like they want you to read, they're not teaching you to comprehend. And that's nope. why I'd be like, what what is the disconnect? How don't you understand <laughs> what what is going on? And it shows, it is showing. Yeah. We gotta do a better um, job with, with knowing um the level of reading that our kids are on. Yeah, no, I, I, I had no problems reading out loud. Like between, like you said, going to church, reading at church, and remembering, you know, speeches and all that. By the time you know you really start reading in school, like I was good money. Yeah. Um and yeah, I ain't had no issues. For for me, for reading, we never have to read out a lot at church or anything, but my thing was I have really bad secondhand embarrassment secondhand embarrassment so if i knew it was somebody that was going to get called on that didn't know how to read i would volunteer because i don't want that person to be embarrassed because i know they can't read <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah that that comprehension is killing people right now i'm telling you it's killing them yeah. it's killing them and then look so then your boy go out and he he proves how fast he is he's 52 years uh -huh. old I'm sure the only thing he had access to was the gym at Memphis University of Memphis. So he goes and he runs. Everybody, oh, that ain't 40 yards. That I don't care how I believe it's 40 yards, but whatever. Y'all go outside and try to just flat out sprint right now. You go, <laughs> Kevin Hart just did it a couple months ago. He pulled everything. Like people don't understand how hard it is to flat out sprint. First of all, that dude, Cat Williams, is fast as shit. And I told you when I seen it, I was like, "Yo, for during this sixty, I'm like, he moving. Like, is he running a four two right now? Come on, no, but buddy moving. Like, so I, you know, when I seen him run, I'm like, take twenty twenty five years off. <laughs> he might, you know, what I'm saying like he might. The movie clip they showed where he was running. Man, that dude, man. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Atlanta. Like, you, I, I totally forgot about that. But um, yeah, <laughs> exactly, J. Craig. Listen, hey, I, hey, I gotta, I gotta warm up 20 minutes before I even attempt to do a sprint. Like, he had to run at the end of Friday at the next two. Whenever they let Damon go, <laughs> right. and the girl, man, that dude legs moving. That dude is fast. <sighs> I told you I ran with the ran with my son team, man. I felt okay after I finished running with him, but that night my check engine light was on. You hear me? The first time sprint. I tried to sprint over thirty, and I didn't realize that I couldn't just go and sprint. Oh, that hamstring was like whoa! I was like whoa! Oh, wait a minute! Over. Struggling. What? One other thing about the interview: a lot of people were coming at Shannon Sharp. Saying, oh, 
he he's not a good interviewer. Like he didn't he let him run the conversation. When you got somebody coming and talking like that, you don't stop them. You <laughs> stop this show. More. <laughs> right. He dropping gems in here. You like, let me call you another drink. You want another drink? Right. Let me call you right. <laughs> we say, but I got I have one sip less than you. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was legendary. That is going down in the history. And the funniest thing of all, everybody that has came out and responded has not said that man lying about nothing. No. <clears throat> oh, one other thing. What, what the only thing I think that I've heard really well were two. Ludicrous. Like, but he not in the Illuminati. Of course, he's not gonna. No, that. no, not that. The whole cutting oh. the hair off thing, because uh, that was part Fast of Illuminati, huh? That was a part of him being a part. That was the Illuminati well, initiative. In the Fast and the Furious, his he didn't he didn't have his hair cut off. Um, so you know he had his sideburns, he had his hair. So that, and then, um, but that was because it grew back. Didi, I don't know. I'm just telling you what they said. I, I can't remember. I can't. Well, we talking about what Kat said. Kat is he, talking about originally. No, I'm talking it. about what with um Ludacris because he's he has cut his hair off and grew it back. So I'm not sure. But when he said with the timeline, I guess of him doing it, you know, in, in the Fast and the Furious time, he didn't cut his hair off. His hair was there. And then Cedric the Entertainer said he had been doing that spaceship joke before he even knew who a Cat Williams was. That was the only refruit, I mean, you know, full out rebuttals that even though there are actual proof, I heard. Hey, you just said <laughs> people, nobody refuted, refuted what he said. I, I'm just telling you the, the ones that, that did. It was it was very far in between. So um we just know he put, you know, he put a little sauce on it, but the crazy part about said is that. Is that ain't even the only joke that he stole from comedians? <laughs> yeah, you know, I now that's the thing because I, I I know people people be stealing people jokes like that's that's been a thing that people for whatever do especially when you're not big they they might sit in a comedy show when you're not big and hear you and then take your joke and twist it spin it. But saying that so many people's jokes is is just ridiculous at this point. All the evidence that's coming out now. I don't know it's why like, people acting so shocked though. Like I'm like sad. And I don't think people mind if you steal their jokes. Just give them credit. Stop acting like it's your joke. Just yeah, say you like, took it. Like 10, 15, 20 years ago, there was no social media. People weren't recorded. They, you know, if you got on Death Jam or like um Comedy View or something, yeah. But if you are in New York City and I see bump into you. And now you're in California. Ain't nobody gonna know you did that same joke. Ain't nobody gonna know who you got that joke from because there was no way to record it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know why he's so sharp. What is Steve gonna say? He can't because it's too much. All the evidence out there, the way we know, we know you had a hair unit on. Like, what you gonna say? You, you didn't. That was your hair. Lies. Um, and I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Steve could really say. I mean, other than you can try to spin it and lied on Shannon Sharp. He lied too. Like you literally did not have seven shows when you stopped doing stand-up. You didn't. 
So no. you eventually got seven shows, but you when you stop stand up, that ain't why you stop stand up. <laughs> um, he stopped. Well, I mean, I, I heard what Cass said, but I definitely, I think. Bernie had a little bit to do with why he stopped stand. I felt like Steve stopped stand up when he realized I ain't like these boys. I can't, I can't hang with these boys. Did you and see the, I the, be the thing where Cat destroyed them on stage? I saw that. I saw that. But and that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's it was a collective of things of like. I think Steve knew like I got to find another lane because I'm not as good as these boys. Like these boys are eating me up. And, and Steve kind of mentioned it. Well, he said that about Bernie, right? I mean, he never said that about Cat, but he was like, yo, trying to follow Bernie? It, I, I can't do that. That's why I had to go to host. That's why Steve went to hosting <laughs> the Kings of Comedy. Cause he, you know, he it was his show. It was. It was his mm -hmm. show. He was the headliner. And then you trying to walk out there after Bernie Mac. Like, I can't do that. No. So I'm finna host. <laughs> so I think that's what I think. I think personally, yeah, I think that he realized, like, man, these some dogs. I, I need to figure out where I can fit in it, where, you know, where I can be a little bit more churchy and friendly, like, you know, my comedy and be more of a household thing. Because he couldn't hang with them boys. That damn and Cat Williams said, what did he say about his wife? He said, <laughs> he, said he said, that he 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 told him he did he does this on the speech where he was like my wife is the one the reason why I'm here he said you said that with the first wife <laughs> and with the second one and, and she acting like a man too <laughs> I'm like oh my god yo <laughs> and of course of course Mike Epps had to insert himself because nobody was well, talking about he was doing funny though because that's his friend yeah. He was messing with Cat uh, by his jacket. Oh yeah, that was oh uh, with Mike. Like, dang, you couldn't just say something about me, bad. Yeah, like, right. Man, I, I need Everybody some press. Like, say I got a comedy special or something coming out. Like, I need this press too. Oh, Everybody want to see. When when Adrian said he came out shooting, it's funny you said that because DL Hughley, um, on his tagline for the week, he was like, "It's 2020, the first week of 2024." And we already had two massacres, and he named like the first shooting. He was like, and the second one happened on Shannon Sharp show. <laughs> look, it said, look, I just looked it up. It said 39 million views in six days. That's crazy. crazy. That man doing music video numbers. <laughs> With a two-hour and how many minute interview? <laughs> right. And you know he Cat Williams will be in Charlotte on the 27th. I think it's sold out. He had to do another show in March. Come back in March. Mm. I said, that's crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah, he, he did he did his thing, man. And 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 you know, let's 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 talk about you know, we is you know, he did shoot up some people, but he did, you know, give some people their flowers as well, too. Um, speaking of Bernie, you know, he gave Bernie his flowers. Uh -huh. Right. Mark Curry, big time. Mark Curry, big time. Uh -huh. Um, you know, gave him his flowers. Dave Chappelle. So, Dave Chappelle. Gave him his flowers. I don't know if he gave Martin his flowers or if he. <laughs> I mean, he said he was hilarious and super funny, yeah. but you know, he, he had to talk about the the, the dress thing. Yeah. So, Wanda you know, Sykes. he gave Wanda Sykes her flowers. He gave Wanda Sykes um, her flowers. Uh, but yeah, so he 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 did 
and then also I feel like he him not saying things about certain people is it was also giving them their flowers because uh-huh. he literally came at the 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 comedy heads um of today. So if mm-hmm. if he felt some oh. kind of way about you, he he threw you threw you under. He gave he gave the young comedians their flowers too. He gave the young I comedians. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. dope as well. Eighty-five yeah. sounds just hilarious. Um, yeah. He said, um, "Well, he named three of them individually: DF, yeah, Young Chico, Carlos." And it was Jim one other one like, oh, did he say did, did he say Desi Banks or am I he making Desi Banks said and just hilarious. He gave his flowers, of course, because he, you know, got him on the shows and stuff. And he also um he he shouted out, I thought it was a great plug when he shouted out um pretty much trying to hold the government, whoever accountable about teachers and not paying teachers and not doing what they need to do for kids too. Yeah. It was a lot of good gentlemen, and then not and then not even knowing he got five boys and five girls, he got ten kids. He's taking care of a single dad, adopting seven children. Like how sway? He's he killing it. I gotta give him his props. I, I'm 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 here for Cat Williams. So yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it, it, man. It was it was good. It was definitely entertaining. And then it was people that you could tell, like like I I, I see like. I mean, I know he he I feel like it's kind of a beef with, with Steve Harvey, right? But it's like he don't like Ricky Smiley. He don't like Michael Blackston. Like it's some people that you like, yo, he just don't like them flat out. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what they did to him. I mean, well, he he talked on it, but he like he just flat out don't like them. Like they just irk his nerves. Um and somebody like Cat Williams, you gotta you gotta take that as these motherfuckers probably ain't shit. And that's just my opinion, because he is 100 percent raw, uncut, and authentic. And if he don't like these people, it's a reason. Yeah. And I think it spoke even more about him, like all the people that came out unsolicited and talked about how he looked out for them, yep, you know, throughout the years without yep. any Just giving away um, money. Just giving yeah. away yeah. money. And I, because Dion Cole did it, I like Dion Cole. I think Dion Cole's a, a great comedian, great actor. You know, I, I like stuff that he's been in, and then I, I like his his top his style of comic. Um, so I've seen him multiple times. Funny, 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 funny individual to me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for him to come out, it. you said what? I say I love Dion Cole. Yeah, so yeah, so and then like you said, other people was coming out saying it too. Um, how giving he is, and then Sherry Shepard, um, you know, gave him his flowers and talked about how giving he was, um, when he had came on her show. So, uh, (coughs) and how he gave Mel, he paid for Melba Moore's Hollywood Walk of Fame, talked about that. She had to pay $75,000 for that. That was dope. He was yeah. like, so reserve flowers, you can't afford them, so you just don't get them. So who who I'm trying to remember who was that that was complaining about the wardrobe? Said they was like the wardrobe on set wasn't wasn't cool and and cat just sent them 10 grand. Like we not what we not gonna do oh, is complain oh, oh. about wardrobe. Oh Jack Jack Keith, Jack Keith was the name. Ah. Yeah, uh, Jacquees. The little R- 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 yeah, yeah, R&B singer, oh, Jacquees. Right. 
He said, what we what we not gonna do is is complain about the wardrobe. Here you go. Even Boosie. Um, yeah, what he's saying, Boosie's like 15. Oh yeah, yeah, when he got out. When he got out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, they was like he always did that. You know, he overpaid. Well, he would always, you know, you you already agreed to what you was getting paid, but he would kick you, kick you back, take care of you. Um, so yeah, that's 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 a good thing. Yep. That he was yeah. that he did that. And and multiple people have those type of stories. Like a lot of people have those type of stories. Like, yo, oh. if you're around cat, you straight. Oh yeah. Um yep. if you're around cat, you you straight, you good. He gonna make sure you straight, he gonna make sure you good. And that's, that's just the type of person he is. And that was one of the things he was trying to re like reiterate. Like, y'all keep saying that I'm addicted to something, but I always got money. I, I, I'm I, like, how I got a drug problem? <laughs> yeah. I ain't run out of no money yet. Right. Hey. What he what he say? Um, he's like, yeah, my my net worth. He was like, how my net worth less than what my last comedy special was? Like, I don't make it make sense. I'd have been in this game so long, you know. Um, but you know, it's. He's like, I had, I, I see my net worth and I had that on me. What were we talking uh, about? <laughs> <laughs> he that dude. I'm sorry. Did y'all see how um, Kevin Hart responded to him? Oh, yeah. Kevin, yeah. Hart, Kevin Hart too big, man. He ain't, he gonna respond in a in a way that's like sun you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wouldn't expect nothing else. Like, basically you lying and uh, and I don't know, because I mean, he didn't really say much about Kevin Hart other than the whole industry plant. Um, Kevin Hart took it, you know, his jobs, I, I guess, or whatever. That's all he really said about Kevin. He didn't really say much about Kevin Hart. But he he did, like, Kev, he said, yeah, you're going to have to use your team of writers and everything else. And he did the same. He kind of rebutted the same way with having all his boys. The plastic yeah. cup boys with him, kind of the same thing that he's been saying. Like you need all of this to even come for me. I'm coming by myself. What and even there was so one one thing I will say though is for me, anyways, I have a high respect for Kevin Hart. Super super high respect for Kevin Hart because the simple fact that Kevin Hart boys can eat without him. And when you're doing that, like you're doing something. So he's not, you know, he's teaching his people how to fish. Oh, and, yeah, and I, I agree. And I really, you don't agree? I said, I agree. Oh, okay. Um, so that's that's just highly commendable in my book. I highly respect it. Highly commendable. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, it just had me thinking when Kat mentioned the beginning, like, because I don't know the Kevin Hart before the fame. Like I don't, I don't know like the comedy club Kevin Hart. Never heard of him. He's cool. I mean, he so he did a lot in New York. So and this was the thing. So listening to the stories, like you know, he talks about you know being with Bill Burr and you know Patrice O'Neill hitting the hitting the um the stages with them and them being kind you know being cool, especially on the New York side. So that's another thing. You know, of course, the East Coast got its own. As as so does the West Coast. Um, you know, he made his grind on the East Coast. Um, so I no, did he come up in the West? No, nah, he didn't. He came up in the East, but everybody don't 
just have to, you know, all right, oh, well, I'm going to the West Coast. Some people are found on the East Coast too. And no, then, I don't. That's not what he was saying. Cat, Cat Williams was saying he never heard of like Cat, I mean, uh, Kevin Hart being in like, like grassroots in comedy clubs selling them out. Like he just showed up. I don't know if you oh, heard that, but but once again, you you heard you heard, I heard Charlemagne like that's a lie because he sold out Carolines plenty of times before he was big. Carolines is a fucking big place to be to get booked there. You don't just start right, at Carolines. That's what I'm saying. So before he was big, he was he was doing New York like he was running New York before we knew quote unquote who Kevin Hart was as far as the movie guy. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, well, he, he was. Huh? I mean, I think you're, the first you're, time. If you're talking about Caroline, like that's not a that's not where a starting comedian could get you gotta know people to get into Caroline's and get up on a stage. You can't right, just go and Caroline. You see, you see videos of him doing stand-up, and then what I'm saying is it's a whole grind. Just because we don't see your grind, I, I didn't know who Cat William was until I seen him in the movie. But but that don't mean he ain't grind. He ain't do his thing. But we're talking about comedians who are saying they've never seen him in comedy clubs. Right. As but that's like what Cat Williams said. But I just told you, Bill Burr said he came up with him. Patrice O'Neill. Well, he's not here to say that. But Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, like these guys were, quote unquote, came up together. And these comedians are telling stories together of how they were struggling, how they was coming up. And then eventually going to the next level with their comedy. You said Bill Burr? Yeah. And who else? Bill. So Bill Burr, he said that because him and Patrice O'Neill was super close, but it was him, Patrice O'Neill, Kevin Hart, and but you just said Bill Burr said it, right? And then you said Cat Williams said it. So you're saying uh, not one person can't say one thing, and then you're saying, but one uh, one person can say one thing. No, I'm saying you Cat Williams is saying that. The way Cat Williams said it was Kevin Hart went from this no-name guy to, to being in movies and basically became, he was an industry plant. Like, they found him, and he he did it. Like, he didn't grind. Like, he didn't do shows. Like, he didn't blow up and, and become who he was. And I'm saying there are people that are saying, no, he came up with us. Well, you're saying you said Bill Burr. That's why I said who? You said just Bill Burr. No, I said he came up with Bill Burr, Patrice. I can't remember the names of other people that he, he came up with. But then even Chris Rock said he knew who he was when he was a young buck, you know, trying to get into it. He came, he ran into Chris Rock That's looking, you know, for game. Um, I'm, so just saying, I'm just saying. I, I don't know who industry plan is or who's not. All I'm saying I is. I know industry plans do protect industry, industry plans. That's all I know. Bill Burr is not an industry plan. I'm um, not saying he is. <laughs> And and I and I can't and that's why I say I can't speak on Patrice O'Neill because he's no longer here. So Patrice O'Neill is not here to say, yep, me and uh you know me and Kevin Hart came up together, you know, in the comedy circuit. But also I do know this, and I will say this: I do feel like Cat Cat had Cat disdain for Kevin Hart is because Kevin Hart came into the game willing to work, easy to work with. Kevin Hart wasn't turning down the roles that was particularly for um, Cat Williams. Cat Williams was that dude. Let's be clear. Before, nobody knew who Kevin Hart was. Cat Williams was that guy. Cat Williams was that little guy that was funny, doing everything. Kevin Hart was easier to work with and started getting those roles that, Kev, uh, that Cat Williams was turning down.
but I don't want you to say easy to work with. I think oh, yeah, that to work with. Just I think that, I think that Williams was not willing to take on roles that was going to uh, compromise his morals more than. Well, you heard him. He he, and they looking at it like, man, you trying to change the script. You trying to do this. You trying to do that. Like, nah. You know what? Because everybody's guy, not gonna. What he say? Do the step and fetch shit. Everybody's not gonna do. And that's perfectly things. fine. And Kevin I don't Hart, think that's, hey, I don't came think that's in and do it. I don't think that's being hard to work with. I think that's standing on your morals and your values. It, it depends on, I mean, he's, I'm not saying he's not, but at the same time, they got these sets. They got these roles. They got this money, the budget. It's pretty much going to be, for the most part, how they want it to go. You might have some say-so on a couple changes here and there because you're a star, but that's it. And it's like, if you're coming in and you're like, I ain't doing this, I ain't doing that, all right, well, I'm going to get somebody else in here. And then you get that, the name said, of being That's what I'm saying. Get the name I, think of both, I think they've both said, I think that Kevin, the last time that they were going, that they were like uh, disputing each other, whatever was going on with them in the media, you know, Cat, Kevin Hart did say Cat Williams was that guy, but he wasn't going to do, you know, whatever they wanted. So that's when he came in. So I think that they both of y'all are right. I think they both said these things. And I think, you know, that's just what it is. And I don't think that I don't think that Kat, <clears throat> Kat is upset with Kevin. No. Like in, for any reason. Cause I mean what he said was nobody, he's not jealous of anybody because they don't have anything that he didn't that, that he, he couldn't have or he didn't want they he did yeah. that he wanted or whatever. But yeah, um, the first time I ever saw Kevin Hart was in the 40 year old 40 year old version. I don't I don't think I've ever watched that movie before. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I just hate when I hate when they say black people are hard to work with when they have standards. I don't yeah. like that because I get I get roles and when they send me the script or they send me the wardrobe, no, I'm not wearing that. Because you're not about to make me look, you're not gonna paint me like this in every yeah. role that you give me. I'm not doing it. I, mean, I don't that, think that's, that's me fine. so hard to work with. It's just I'm not willing to do it. Consi yeah. But when you consistently do that, you're going to get the name of someone hard to work with, whether it's right or wrong. That's what's going to start, you know, the seed that's going to be planted and that's going to continue to go around about you. I'm not saying he's hard to work with. Like he said, he has morals. Kevin Hart, I'll do it. And he did it. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the angry black woman in every movie. I'm not gonna be the hoochie mama in every movie. I'm not gonna be half naked in every movie. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say, Monique. You know, that's what happened with her. She didn't want to do what they wanted her to do, and so. And now everybody apologizing to her, and coming out, and the truth is starting to be told because she wasn't lying. Right. I don't, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody, I don't think that's it. It's just the perception. And when that perception happens, unfortunately, money gets taken out your pocket once that perception happens. It's, it's yeah. called whitewashing of it all. It's, if I don't obey Massa, then I can go to hell on. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, if I don't obey what you're telling me to do, then you're, I'm going to paint you the way I want to paint you. Yeah, that's what Hollywood does. <laughs> I'm I'm with I'm with I'm with uh 
with Roosevelt because I, I 100. But that's because y'all never been in that situation. That's why y'all saying but that. that ain't what I'm saying. So, and I'm going to give you some great example. We're talking about Hollywood. Exactly. We talking. I'm talking about Hollywood. Do you think that you can just throw a script in front of Denzel and Denzel just gonna shuck and jive and do whatever it is you want him to do? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. There's a few people that that we don't. But at the same time, too, there's there's nothing that you can say about some of these guys either. They they handle their business. They go home like they you know, they ain't about that nonsense. They ain't you, don't play know, with you. you don't but you don't know who they're working with, who they're not working with. Certain certain scripts, certain movie directors, certain producers are going to do things different ways. Everybody don't work the same way. Hey. And depending on who you're working with and what their agenda is, that's what they're going to paint you out to be, period. It does not matter how hard or how nice you are to somebody. If they want you to be painted that way, they're going to paint you that way. I guess. Hollywood is not corporate America. Y'all need to really get that through y'all head. I don't, I don't think anybody's like, saying like that it's corporate America at all. But at the same time, there's a way to conduct business. I don't care what you do, where you at. Like, there's a way to conduct business, period. You can conduct business in the most professional way that you want, you can in Hollywood. If they have an agenda, they got a fucking agenda. And in Hollywood, in the entertainment that's business, any fine. business. If, if you stand on business, you stand on business. And, hey, you just got to live with it. But that's life, period. There's things I don't yeah. care what you do that people want you to do that you ain't you. That's not what you about. And you stand on business. Then you got to go with the repercussions, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Of the, the backlash that might come with you standing on quote unquote people, business. And most people that stand on business in Hollywood are deemed hard to work with. Combative or whatever, because they're not saying they're not doing the things that they want you to do because they're not stepping in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, it's some cats that ain't that don't that ain't I ain't seeing them. And you like you said, maybe they know who to work with and who not to work with. It's a loud, it's a loud way to stand on business, and it's a it's a silent and 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 a and another way to stand on business. So yeah. all I know is when I got the script and told them I wasn't gonna be wearing that shit, they changed it up and we wore and I wore something else. There you go. And it's about the director and who you're working with. Everybody I worked with was all day. Everybody was black. And they understood when I told them, no, I don't want to be casted that way. I don't want people to view me that way the first time I'm on screen. Because that's they're going to put me in a box and I'm going to look like that all the time. No, we're not doing it. Roosevelt, shut up. I know him now. Talking about his life is a movie. Exactly. They are called gatekeepers for a reason. For a reason. The moment Cat Williams told him he wasn't going to put on no dress was the moment they, they deemed him as hard to work with. I can guarantee you that. Guarantee it. What is that? Hold on. There you go, Mona. Tight casting. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Mm -mm, you won't, you'll never typecast me. I just won't do the damn movie. Shit. Not gonna do it. Mm -mm. 
So what are y'all uh for the breaking barriers, New Year's? I mean, we'll be taking away from 2023. <laughs> I was talking about a show, you know, one of the memorable moments, you know, when Didi got into it with the with the bros. <laughs> with the passport bros. Roosevelt, I don't know what you're keeping it right now, my brother. You just talking. Yeah, which part are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. So, so yeah, when Didi got into it with the passport bros. I ain't get into it with the passport bros. You talking about the um you talking about Beach Bum Bobby and, and uh Cal. The baby daddies. The baby daddies. You said Beach Bum who? What's his name? Beach Bum Bobby? Beach his Bum Bobby. Beach. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's what he had put on there? Oh mm -hmm. man. <laughs> you talking about the baby daddies. Oh, the baby daddies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was different. Dang. Yeah. The baby daddies. Why they make them um oh yeah, you're right. That ain't the uh pad. That, that's the baby daddies. Didi got into it. And Didi still ain't get that get her answer. That's the funny part. We did we did two shows with them boys and ain't getting <laughs> <laughs> they still couldn't tell us why they was making babies, baby mamas instead of wives. Um, um what can I take away this? from <laughs> take away from the breaking barriers podcast? People will say a lot in your inbox and switch up on you when the camera comes on. <laughs> <laughs> They'll talk oh, a lot of shit, but switch up on you real quick. What? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me what a woman's body count is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's oh, yeah. the funniest thing. It's, that's when it, you know, it lets you know, like, some people, when they, they freeze up, when they get in front of that camera, boy, I swear to God. I swear mm -hmm. to God. Because they be, they be in their inbox talking cold cash shit. And then get on here and get to talking like Poindexter, like scholars, but oh. scholars that's yeah, they just I'm great and life is awesome. And the women oh. that I date are just awesome. I've never dated a bad woman in my life. I swear to God. I know I told y'all that all these women ain't <laughs> shit, but um <laughs> every woman that I've dated now is is awesome. Oh. I don't like my baby mom no more, but she's still awesome. Like you like, huh? What what what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely switch up. From how to and, and they all say the same thing, right? Y'all know I, I don't have no filter. I'ma come. So is that cool? That's what we want, you guys. Um, there was one show, I don't think it was 2023. It was a Didi, panel can you, of guys. Uh, it was can a you panel. Of that, uh maybe. See, I don't know. Roosevelt, you know, he might. I don't know. I mean, he's married, so it depends because you know, some people gonna filter themselves if they got a spouse, so it depends. I don't know, it depends on what the topic is. Um, <clears throat> there was a time a panel of guys, and Adrian was asked, like, 
Adrian asked what mattered, and they were like, one of them was like, looks don't matter. And Adrian was like, this is cap. What? <laughs> I call cap. See no, like I think the the um the line of the year was Adrian was like, oh, one of y'all, well, my baby daddy was on the show. One of y'all was like, uh-uh, Didi, because you said it's three sides to the story, your side, his side, and true. And I'm like, no, he's lying. He told the whole story, and he was like, nah, I'm lying. I was like, I <laughs> Yo, that was funny. Because he told his whole elaborate story, and then like, yeah, I'm lying. But you know what? And then he skipped, He said he was lying and skipped over it and went right into talking about something else. Like, hold up, like, bro, we ain't going to just... Just skip past the fact that you said you just told us this story, had us on the edge of our seats, and then gonna say you lying. Mm. Um, Debbie, I mean, Debbie, Didi's uh, baby daddy is still one of the most memorable guests yeah. <laughs> to come on the show. Uh, for sure, it's about time for him to come back on, Didi. Uh, leave that man with him. Is he, he in a relationship with that lady yet? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Did, did I get gone off on this year? Or was that last year? That was that was twenty twenty three with the girl. Early, oh, I mean, oh earlier this year, I couldn't remember if it was earlier this year or if that was last year that that happened. I, uh, Kimball I, is crazy, y'all. He he might come on here and say just by any damn thing for real, for real, child. <laughs> hey, I'm. You know what? In twenty twenty four, if folks get in our inbox, time my thing got no filter. Talking about they gonna come on here speaking their truth and they don't. I'm calling you out right in the middle of the show. <laughs> Say anything. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna I'm, 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 I'm start calling them out and I'm gonna make them real uncomfortable. Like, yo, we need folks energy coming. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that girl came on this show and showed her ass in 2023, <laughs> oh and then Listen. went on her show and tried to drag us like we did something to her. She and said, then, I'm gonna talk yeah, best friend to help out. Ain't that something? Uh, that's funny. I wouldn't know that man if, if, if I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah. We is not putting you on the show tonight. We're gonna bring you on on another episode. We about to close this show out. You are right. we, we at the end of the day. We, we almost <laughs> done now, buddy. We can't even, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Didi, okay, Didi. All right. Hey, hey, Roosevelt, you heard what I said now. If uh, if you get on here and, and you BSing, I'm gonna call you out in the middle of the show, I'm saying that's her that, name. What was that girl name that came on? He saw what's her name? What was her name? Um, I don't remember that girl locked us all so quick. He done blocked you on all social media. That was Drina brought that girl on here. I was she scrolling on Twitter. I was trying to figure out how did we even get her. Drina, what the oh, was her dang, name? I don't even remember what her name was. I don't even jam, was it jam or something like that. Jim, or oh, know, yeah. remember, I, I wanted her or something like that. Yeah, see, Adrian wanted her, she could tell by the way he was looking at her. This <laughs> 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 is crazy. Said, I, I let the men just to talk to her any kind of way, I ain't protect her. I'm like, protect you from what you started it. It was her saying, We just stood by while he. What you want us to say? He a grown man. What you want us to say to him? <laughs> and I'm just asking ask questions. Because 
Cause she talking crazy. So I'm just asking her questions. Like you said, it's, it's easy to get on your own platform or just solo videos and just talk that talk. Right. Uh -huh. And then when somebody asks you questions about it, now you, you're uncomfortable because you sound you're crazy as questioning you when you talking crazy. So mm. look, you said Roosevelt said he from she straight from Florida. He act like trick daddy on steroids. Hey man, oh, hey, I'm gonna tell you this. You better stop talking now. Cause if you don't bring that energy, you come on here and you don't bring that energy, I'm gonna be highly disappointed. And I'm gonna say it right in the middle of the show. Um Roosevelt, <laughs> or you rather be called Kimball, I'm gonna be like, Kimball, sir, I'm so disappointed in you because you told us. You was gonna come on here and talk that talk, and you're lying. What you want to talk about? Yeah, with oh, Roosevelt, Kimball. What you want to talk about? Can we talk about Trick Daddy and his Eat a Booty Gang? Because we, I don't understand Ooh. why he always gonna talk about being in the Eat a Booty Gang. Ugh. He look like he eat booty. <laughs> no, he like his booty eating. Oh, that's even worse. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you be talking about. I'm like, who is doing that? Look, he's talking about eating. <laughs> is that a Florida thing? Is that a Florida thing? That's Listen. a trick daddy thing. He always talking about eat a booty game. Cause uh, I'm, it might, it must be a Florida thing. Cause uh, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie. When it comes to dating, I am real apprehensive <laughs> because I'm like, if this is what people want now, I, I got, I need to stay inside because I'm not about that life. I'm not about it. Dude, I don't you ain't about it. it. What? No, man. That's <laughs> Dreamy, you Dreamy, gotta get you, you an old You gotta get you an no, old man. No, I'm not about that life. That's why I need an old man. Uh-uh. I don't want that. No. He talking about your side hat. Oh, yeah. Good. Why? Why is it a good job? What I do? Black owned. Oh, because I was, oh yeah, man. That's what you do, right? I try. I try to support black owned, man, as much as I possibly can. Uh -huh. Y'all is crazy. Yes, sir. I try. I think we I think we talked about this last topic already. We did. We might have. We just, what intentions are you setting in the new year? Hey man, yeah, we kind of talked about it. Like, so another thing is when we bring people on, like holding them accountable because they tell us they finna talk that talk and they get on here and, and they freeze and you like what like and it throw you off so bad because they freezing so hard and they they switch up and they become these model citizens uh -huh. and you're like man you've been talking that cold cash shit all the way up until we go live like what are we doing so uh -huh. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, my intention for the new year is to not get pregnant. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> that's always my intention to not get pregnant. Well, we good on that, child. Um, my intention for the new year is to spoil my new grandbaby as much as I can. So I'm excited to meet her. That's my intention. He says stacking. Yeah, I, so, I need to stop spending so much money. That's what I need to stop doing. Now with that new grandbaby coming. I know, mm. even worse. Oh my God. Mm. My son talk about don't forget about me. Ah, you, you live here. 
I'm not thinking about you. Eat all my food. Let me hold some. I need me a sugar daddy. Kimball, give me a sugar daddy from down there in Florida. Not, not trick daddy. <laughs> What's wrong with trick? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I can call him right now. I'm good on that. Ooh, Didi. Oh. That's your type, Didi? No. He <laughs> Good. That means they don't want no sugar. Right. They want some. They just don't offer them to get it. <laughs> I know that's right. That's what's up. Yes, sir. That part. I like that. Just traveling and having fun. Mm. I realize <laughs> I have not, I, I don't know a lot about Charlotte. Because I don't go nowhere. Right, you, you don't be talking about all the the restaurants y'all have or nothing. And I seen, you know, Mr. Chime Time. You know, he did a whole run through, you know, Charlotte and that whole area with the restaurants, black owned, and you know, it's stuff that they got. Out there. Right. Oh, I went to one the other day. I went to get my Brazilian wax, and I was like, I'm starving. And I was in this Charlotte group, and they said something about this place called Soul Delish. S O L Delish. Let me tell y'all something. That's the best food I've ever had in Charlotte, hands down. Yeah. Hands down, best food, black-owned restaurant. It was amazing. I was like, y'all need to come outside more often. <laughs> like, yeah, that's good. I'm going to get out more. I've been getting out slow. Okay, because one thing I realized, I'm sorry, y'all, but up north ain't got nothing on the south when it comes to food. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it don't i'm sorry it, it don't you know people will be like oh we got this you might you will find some gems of course but like i'm talking about the overall consistency yeah it's yeah no mm -mm. Yeah. no certain parts of the south how, you didn't see yeah. how mad the people was that um the people in new york that keely put them at the bottom of his list for the food tours <laughs> I, I believe it he, he, he did a ranking of like all the places he had been, and they were at the Aww. bottom. He was like, I'm sorry. Thank you, Kimball. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 2024 you should be. Uh... Yeah, I do. Um, Saturday. I got this my. Saturday? I do. This Saturday, I have my annual. My second annual winter coat drive in honor of my grandma, um, Evelyn Joyce Leggett, who just passed away this past Saturday. Thank God she was able to come to the first annual one. So she was there last year to see it in full swing. So this year we hope to get more kids out, have more fun, give out prizes. And we're going to do a um, balloon release right after the coat drive in her honor. If you're coming to the coat drive, Please bring a coat for a child, no matter the size, just bring a coat um, and bring some white and purple balloons so we can release them in her honor. So, yeah, it'll be this Saturday. Why have I been thinking this next Saturday this whole time? Because MLK snuck up on us. I don't know. I don't know. It is. You have Thank you. you. Right. Man. Yeah. It is this Saturday. 
MLK Monday? It's next yeah. Monday. The 15th. No, it's this Monday coming up. It is. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Y'all got anything coming up? Well, you know, down here in Mardi Gras season, it then kicked oh, yes. off. And part of me being intentional is I always say, I feel like the person for me is not in Gulfport. So I'm going to go do things that I like to do in other cities around Gulfport. So that's New Orleans and Mobile. I have my first Mardi Gras ball this Friday in Mobile, one I've always wanted to go to. Okay. So I'll report back and let you know what happens. <laughs> You're only going to come back with a zaddy. A zaddy. <laughs> We're going to see. I'm going to be in Alabama, so I don't know. Didi, you know oh, you Lord. love them Alabama men, or they love you. <laughs> The Bama boys. <laughs> oh, Lord. Pritchard, Alabama. Lord, that, Alabama. Right, exactly. That's where it's going to be yeah. in Pritchard. Oh, be safe, Drina. <laughs> well, it's in, it's in like the Mobile type area, but yeah. I was like, in Pritchard? What? But I've oh, always God. wanted to go to it. Lord, I've been to Pritchard one good time. I've been to Mobile <laughs> a couple of times. But Pritchard, my goodness. I'm like, get me out of here. It's actually another reason going to they have a good King George is performing. I like him. Oh, I love King George. Yeah. Who's King George? What? Southern yeah, Soul Blue. Singer? Yeah. Love King, King George. George. King George, Young Dro, and of all people, Fabo from D4L. Oh, he got, he got, he got, he got some more music besides doing the Laffy Taffy? No. I don't think so. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. oh, oh, Shabazz, now you want to come on with Kimball? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I guess what? We're going to have to come up with some, some topics for them to come on mm -hmm. in here and, and, and get their talk on. Let's talk shit about the Army. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they want to go there. Yeah, that's my song, girl. You got it. Act like you know it. Woo, that's my shit. Adrian, hey, King George is really, it's where it's set up. I feel you like an ain't. Right oh, yes. That's my, that's my dude right there. I love it. All right, y'all ain't got nothing else coming up. Y'all good? Y'all good? Uh, for me, you know, so well, I think I talked about it, but I'm actually kind of going with it as far as, you know, five pillars to career development so i've actually started the series and i'm working on it and when i say working on it i'm actually giving it um you know the series and, and the different parts of it so been training that um coaching you know still corrupting minds helping people get their life together you know it's, it's it's 2024 so we own it and it's a lot of people that's like yeah i need to get to the next level so working with that um yeah so that's kind of my main focus is, you know, I done, I done, I got off my tail, then got back on YouTube. You know, I ain't made a video in 30, 100 years um, <laughs> and finally did. And uh, and so, yeah, now I'm just back in the groove. But um, I've just started my, my whole new year. I mean, I had a whole bunch of stuff. But one thing, um, I wake up super early now. So because like you said, I got a whole family out here in these streets and sometimes I ain't got time to do stuff you know, in the evening. So I have to do it, 
you know, first thing in the morning. So um, now it's, of course, you know, hey, we, we just starting 2024, but I'm getting my schedule together. But I am. I'm like even on the weekends. So I'm, I'm even waking up at five o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. I'm not sleeping in no more. There's no sleeping in ever. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I'm moving in 2024 going forward. So, yeah, I know that's right. Um, this week on the Core Queen podcast, I had which look what a what better thing to have this week than some good news. Her name is Miss Good News, <laughs> Gina Genia Woods. She is a radio personality at um Livingstone College, a historically black college in North Carolina, Salisbury, North Carolina. It's actually a private that uh like Christian college, but it's a Livingston. Yeah. Okay. I oh. thought you said Livingstone, like stone, not Livingston. Well, it's actually Livingstone. That's it's, it's Livingstone. Livingstone? Okay. Yeah. How does Livingstone? Uh, and she is the radio personality. She does a whole bunch of stuff. So she does like music reviews, all kinds of good stuff. So I'll have her on and talk about Charlotte's and Salisbury. Yes, we film tomorrow and then it'll drop on Thursday. Gotcha. I'm excited to have her. Next week we'll have a very special guest. We'll have Lil Boosie's manager. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So y'all stay tuned to the Will it top your last one? <laughs> I don't think anything will top that for the nosy okay. people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh -huh. But um, yeah. One more thing I want to say about my coat drive coming up for people who think it's just a coat drive. It's not just a coat drive. We actually play games, have the kids playing games so they can win prizes um, from gift cards to a laptop to a TV. Um, and I also give away a $500 award for the highest GPA student with the highest GPA. And that's, uh, I partnered with my God sister's parents, Cheryl and Larry Norman. So what is the Courtney Nicole Norman academic award that we're giving away? Courtney passed away a couple years ago. So we're keeping her memory alive by giving away an academic award because she was a teacher. So y'all come out. I have, uh, I've received a lot of report cards. These kids out here killing the game with these grades. So I'm, I can't wait to give out that award, but come out, we're going to play some games play some basketball games, do some physical activities for the kids, give out plenty of gift cards, and then the big door prizes are going to be the laptop and the TV. So y'all come out and get a free coat, a free pair of gloves, a free hat, and a free hot meal for everybody to come out. And y'all know what to do. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell down there. Comment and uh like share all of that good stuff make sure you tell your friends about the breaking barriers breaking barriers podcast 2024 we're gonna have some great guests on we're gonna have some great topics if you have topics that you want us to talk about inbox us dm us send us the topics if there's a video that go with it send it to us we'd love to play it on the show um and if you want to call in we'll next week i'll start putting the number back up so people can call into the show so we can hear y'all because Campbell, we weren't gonna deal with you today. Mm -mm, not today, not the first uh, we'll be we'll be glad to have you and Shabazz on the show with us to talk that talk. If you really about that life, uh, we'll see. Send us an inbox and uh we'll get y'all on the next show. 
But y'all know what to do. Holler at us next Tuesday, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I believe tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock a.m., we will be on the Black with No Chaser Internet Radio. So make sure you download that app, BWNC Internet Radio. And shout out to our media group, I Am Woe Media Group, for always taking care of us and hooking us up and supporting our show. We out, y'all.